It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. This is Ron Johnson showing Locked On Sports Minnesota. But Sam, I, I, I was sitting here, man, looking at some of the stats, man, and, and Kirk Cousins, his passer rating, 92. His QBR, 51.6. That's middle of the road, but guess who's below him? Mm-hmm. Thomas, Leonardo, Brady. I don't know what his middle name is, Sam, but <laughs> when you, you think about Tom Brady, time. I make up a new one every time. When you think about Tom Brady, though, Sam, uh, people would not consider Kirk Cousins better than Tom Brady. People would say if Tom Brady was in this Vikings offense, he would be doing better than Kirk Cousins is doing in Kirk Cousins' current offense. But the numbers don't lie. The stats don't lie. Kirk Cousins right now is better than Tom Brady. I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins is better than Tom Brady. But what do you think, Sam? Like, do you really think Kirk Cousins right now with these stats are better than Tom Brady? Yeah, it's weird because people probably will go into the playoffs thinking that Brady has a better chance to win a playoff game than Kirk, even though the Bucks are terrible. But, hey, it's yeah. not just Brady. I would, I would say Kirk this year better than Rodgers, better than Russell Wilson, better than Tom Brady better than a lot of legendary quarterbacks this year. Um, Maybe Kirk's late 30s, maybe he's entering the golden era of his career. Maybe this is just the beginning. Maybe. I don't know, but we got to get the show started, people. This is Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. Stay tuned because we're going to talk a little bit more about Kirk Cousins and this Vikings offense, and they're playing the Giants. We also got Styles G. White, former NFL D lineman, and Gopher talking to little Syracuse, talking to little stories yes there's a story about styles g white being butt naked in the locker room so we're gonna have to talk about that in the training room there that might i add uh so we got to talk about that but also the whiteout giants vikings what's gonna happen this week coming up next locked on sports minnesota podcast it's endless minnesota vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts now the ron johnson show On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everyone. I'm Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota's podcast network. I want to thank you guys for joining us each and every week. It's a snowy Wednesday. The Vikings are going to play on a Saturday again. They've had a good Saturday of the season. They're undefeated. Best NFL game in history on a Saturday. So why not play on a Saturday again? Christmas Eve. Are you going to get a lump of coal after this game? Are you going to get the presents you've been waiting for? We got to start something different because uh, this week I got to give my wife and my daughter their Christmas gift, one of their Christmas gifts early because I got them unreal all-white hoodies. I got them the hoodie for the game. I got mine ready to go. So... Me and my daughter and my wife are going to have the same hoodie on for the game. Our little eight-year-old, she's going to be left out. We're going to go to somewhere else and get her one. But definitely going to have the uh, white hoodies unwrapped on Christmas Eve morning because when they get up, they unwrap them, they put them on, they go to the game. Uh, So I'll probably give my daughter one too so she can unwrap hers. We're going to go get her one a day. Me and my wife are going to go shopping and find her a white hoodie somewhere. Uh, There's got to be one retailer out there that has one. Uh, But I want to thank you guys for joining us each and every week. Today, we got Styles G. White joining us on the Ron Johnson Show in the Hanging with Ron Johnson segment. He's going to talk about his name. His his birth name was Greg White. So he's going to tell us a little bit about why he became Styles and what that meant to him. Also, Newark, New Jersey, Glenn Mason from New Jersey. Got a couple stories here and there. But this is a Vikings 
week because it's a huge one. The Eagles quarterback is hurt and he may not play for three games because they might just say, you know what, let's get into the playoffs healthy because I'd rather be the two seed than go into the playoffs with the hurt quarterback and maybe have to have a backup in there for us. So when you think about Jalen Hurts being out, if they lose one or two, two, they have to lose two for sure. Can the Vikings win out and end up getting the number one seed and home field advantage and a bye to get their guys healthy? So this Giants game is important because then you got the Bears and the, and the Packers, and those seem very winnable at the moment. You never know with injuries as well because the Vikings want to rest guys. But there's something sneaky about this Giants-Vikings game that we kind of bring up every week, and I feel like eventually it's got to happen. It's got to happen at some point. But before we jump into that, make sure you guys download Locked On Sports Minnesota on Amazon Fire and Roku. You can get the Locked On Sports Minnesota app. You can get all of our shows, all of our videos. That's Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's on Amazon Fire's Roku. Just download it right there on your TV. Every time you turn it on, you can watch all of our shows. But as I bring Sam Extraman, my producer, Sam, we got to talk about this. Let's play off the tease early. The Giants' def- runs defense is 30- 30th in the NFL. It's not good, mm-hmm. which is weird because they have the best one of the best running backs in the NFL when you look at their run game. Their run game on offense is six. They're rushing for 146 yards a game. But their run defense is 30th. They're giving up 150. So it's almost like they don't practice against the best running game, one of the best running games in the NFL. Part of their running game, too, is that guy, Daniel Jackson. Jones, sorry. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jackson is the, is the Gophers receiver. But Daniel Jones, the guy can run. He can hurt you with his legs as well. David Tyree brought it up yesterday as well. Like, he feels like that's the quarterback of the future. So when you look at this run defense for the Giants, and you look at Dalvin Cook, had a 95-yard game, five yards away from 100. They should have just give him five more yards, coach. But when you look at that, the Vikings are averaging 95.4 yards or 28th in run, but they are eighth in points, 25. They are seventh in the pass, 259 pass yards a game. We know they're really good at the pass, but is this a game, Sam? Is this a game? When you think about a quarterback that's taking 40 sacks, 40 sacks, Kirk Cousins, take, that's the fourth most sacks in the NFL. You also have Daniel Jones on the other side that's taking 41. That's the third most sacks in the NFL. When you look at a Kirk Cousins that's taking 40 sacks, he's thrown 11 interceptions. Do you try to force the run this game knowing now that you realize we're not an inside run team? We're an outside, like all the big Dalvin Cook runs are coming outside, toss sweeps, toss cracks, all that stuff. You know, the flip, the fake counter flip. Dalvin Cook in open space is a bad man. Sam, is this the game where the Vikings finally get the run game going some way, somehow, when you look at this Giants run defense? Well, just look at the efficiency of the Giants' run defense. It's it, it's bad. This is the piece that's easily the worst. Last in the NFL, 5.4 yards per carry against them. Yeah, That's massive. If you rush for 5.4 yards per carry on the year, you're probably the rushing champion. Like, they, they yeah. are having the equivalent of a rushing champion face them when they're playing defense against the run. So... I think this is a great game to get Dalvin Cook on track. And speaking of efficiency, Vikings haven't been super efficient in the run game. 4.1 yards per carry. That's 26th in the league. So I think this is a, mm-hmm. a wonderful opportunity for that group to get going. It looks like still no Garrett Bradbury, though. Garrett Bradbury has yeah. been missed in the run game. Uh, he had, was in a minor car accident following the comeback on Saturday, aggravated his back. Um, so that's pretty unfortunate and, and could mean that he might not get back to 100% before the end of the year. We'll find right. out about him. That could be a big loss. But 
Um, if they can get the outsides working, get Ezra Cleveland running sprints down the field with Dalvin Cook again. That was fun to watch. Uh, I think this is a yeah. good get-right game for the Vikings' run run offense. Yeah, when you when you think about this run offense and and how they get going, like I said, you're right. Gear Bradbury out, Ed Ingram, hit or miss sometimes. Ezra Cleveland, really good. Christian Darisaw, really good. Brian O'Neill, really good. T.J. Hawkinson, really good. Receivers, really good blocking on the outside. So if I'm a mathematician, if I'm a physicist, if I have a hypothesis, I'm going to run outside. It seems like all the bread and butter to this is outside. So hopefully Kevin O'Connell is thinking that. Hopefully the Giants aren't smart enough to realize the Vikings are going to run outside, outside, outside. Toss, let C.J. Ham lead the way. Let him just create a lane as the receivers crack down, maybe the tight end cracks down. You got your tackling, your guard pulling. You got C.J. Ham pulling around on a counter. I think that's the way to go. Stretch. Run the stretch play. I can hear Sandra Bullock telling me, run the stretch play, Bert. Just run the dang ball. <laughs> this is another game. But, again, Kevin O'Connell's pass game is so efficient, I, I feel like this is going to be another pass day. The end zone, and this is another one quick before we get out of here, Sam. I don't know if you saw the end zone for the Vikings. Uh, they teased it. It's going to be white. It's going to be white because it's supposed to look like snow, and then the Vikings is going to be purple versus the other way around where it's a purple end zone and white Vikings. So they're going to flip it, and then it looks like there's a little stretch of purple just to make sure because you can't have white on white. So you got to have another color so the, ref, the refs can see that little spot to make sure in the cameras. I personally don't like the idea. This is why. If I'm a ref and I'm not paying attention to the color change, and this happened to the Gophers when we had the stupid like border of green and then we had our maroon because they had to do that for the Vikings, quick change. We got screwed against Purdue because they saw the maroon and then they saw a receiver's foot hit the green and in their minds, quick, they were like, no, that's out of bounds, not realizing, no, the white is out of bounds. So the fact that it goes white, purple, white, I hope that they show the refs. I'm, I'm going to go down there. I always see the refs before the game anyway because they're checking players coming out the locker room. and make. I'm going to make sure I tell them, hey, look at this end zone. Purple is in. White is in. The other white is out. Do not make that mistake. Like, I'm going to make sure I tell them because I feel like that could be an issue where they have to go to the replay and then remember, like, oh, crap, you're right. Sorry. I said he was out because I thought purple was out and white was in and uh, my bad. Like, I just didn't, I didn't like that idea, but they did it anyway. But you know what? We got Styles G. White coming up next. Excited to have him on the show. He's a friend of mine. We played together in college and in the pros with uh, the Orlando Predators. I was his roommate for like three days. Worst experience of my life. You'll hear about that. And you're going to hear about his thoughts on New Jersey football, Syracuse football when he was coming up, Glenn Mason. Being butt naked in the locker room. I don't know what his problem was, but going to the training room butt naked and sitting up on the table, I, I don't know. He's a defense lineman, though. They're weird. But stay tuned for that. And remember, Locked On Sports Minnesota gives you endless Vikings talk with local experts. Get your daily 30-minute do dose of sports with Care 11 Sports anchor Reggie Wilson going back and forth with his co-host Luke Inman. It's fast, it's fun, it's superior sports talk. It's your daily Minnesota sports show as well. You can find that on the Amazon Fire and the Roku app. Just download Locked On Sports Minnesota. We have a word from our sponsors. BetOnline.net brings you today's show. It's your source for sports wagering information, whether it's pro or amateur leagues. 
Vikings now favored by four. People giving the Vikings some love. They were favored by three yesterday. That line has moved over under 47.5 against the Giants. You can get that line and plenty more at betonline.net. Find it on your mobile device. It's where the game starts. Now it's time to hang with Ron Johnson in the Hang with Ron Johnson segment. We've had David Tyree on from the Giants yesterday. You know what that was. Behind enemy lines. We had Cato June. Now it's time to stay on this side of the ball. We got Styles G. White and, and, and David Tyree yesterday. And this is why it kind of fit perfectly. David Tyree made a comment yesterday. And so we got to start off with David Tyree's comment. But I want to thank Styles G. White for joining me. On the Ron Johnson Show, this is a guy that I went to college with, a guy that I played football with, uh, a, a guy that I've had numerous stories, some I can tell, some I can't tell. Uh, this guy getting hit in the head with an orange by a, t- a player on our team. Speaking of the orange, we got Syracuse playing Minnesota coming up, and he was so pissed off. He wanted to kill him. We were dressed like ninjas. I mean, I got all kinds of stories, uh, but I got to start off with the story at hand. The guy's name is Styles G. White, and yes, people, that's the same person David Tyree was talking about because he said, I remember Greg White in high school and college and so on and so forth and then coming out, and he went from Greg White to Styles G. White. Man, thank you for joining me on the Ron Johnson Show. But, you know, tell the people right off the bat, man, what 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 led to the Styles uh, name change? Styles G. White. All right, so you know I'm old, and uh, there was a, a cult <laughs> classic called Teen Wolf. And his best friend name was Styles. So Styles Delinsky was was pretty dope. He was an entrepreneur. He he was he was everything. <laughs> he made the show. He made the movie. So I was like, yo, I like I like Styles. It's a good name. And then I was like, well, throw a Z on it. And then that's how I went. It was simple. <laughs> yeah, man. Because when you think about Team Wolf, that happened. I mean, it's, 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 it's the funniest though. <laughs> It's the funniest because when he said Greg White, I'm like, oh, yeah, I keep forgetting his name was Greg. And then I remember going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I was down there and saw you, hung out with you at the hotel. One of your teammates, I think, must have come by. And I was like, yeah, man, uh, it, Greg's picking me up. And he's like, Greg? He's like, who's Greg? <laughs> and then you pull up and he's like, oh, Styles? This dude's name Styles, is Styles? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm legit. Like his teammate, your teammates, a lot of your teammates didn't even know your real name when you were born, your birth name. Listen, that's, uh, they just know your, that's not, your, that's, your, your given name now. No, listen to this. That's nothing. My guys that I grew up with didn't know my whole name was Gregory. They thought it was Greg the whole time. And I grew up with these guys. So that's not surprising that people know. Like, they didn't know Greg was my – It's just, it's just funny. So it's all right. It was okay. But the fact that they didn't know your real name was Gregory, and it's great. Like, is that an indictment on like New Jersey? Like, is that like? Oh, come on, that's that like, wow, <laughs> wow, that's what we doing? Of course, no, Brick City, or, Brick City that, all day. That Brick is your City, friends, man. Brick City. <laughs> Listen, the 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 fact that Greg, I tell people all the time, like, yo, so Greg, there's like, yo, what's the difference between Greg and Styles? And I think this was a miss my my contract uh, resigned. I was like, well, Greg was broke. Styles got a little money now, so, so like, that was the biggest difference at the time. But now Styles broke again. No, I'm just playing. No, it's uh, it was it was fun, man. It it was a good thing to do. I felt like it was a good. I mean, it, it's a little bit more sentimental. For instance, like I was a junior. You know, my biological didn't bother. My bad, sorry. Biological didn't bother, and uh, I was like, I changed my first name. 
And my son wasn't named after me. So I was like, oh, you know, don't harm no foul. So, I mean, that's kind of how I more or less went. And I decided to change my name. But it's official. Styles G.Y. I tell people all the time, like, you want to call me Greg? If if you want to call me Greg, fine. Is there a check that's going along with it? Because if you if I sign it, Greg White, if you gave me a check, other than that, legally, Styles G. White. So let's talk about Jersey. The Gophers are traveling to New York. I don't know if you're going to get a chance right. to drive up to New York or take the, the, the subway up to New York to watch the game. 60 degrees here. I'm good. 60 <laughs> degrees in Florida. Fantastic. Great. Don't worry. But you're, but you're a play. Jersey guy. Yes. We're, 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 was Syracuse football, when you were coming out, because you picked Minnesota, uh, but you're a big Jersey guy, uh, was Syracuse mm-hmm. on your radar for football? No. Actually, uh, fun fact, I no, no, be real with you. Fun fact, I didn't even know I was gonna go to college, fam. Like I just okay. I was just playing football and then I found out that I was good at it, and then I found out people wanted me to play at their college. And I just went with whoever wanted to go with me. I thought it was gonna be Rutgers at one point in time. But you know, other schools I had, you know, everybody had the letters and stuff like, yo, we do it. I'd never experienced that before. So it was just uh I didn't even matter of fact, I didn't even realize I was so much more into like uh, Nebraska football, which is weird because I believe didn't Donovan McNabb go to Syracuse? Yep, sure did. Did he go to Syracuse? Yeah. So I was like, Syracuse, I didn't even, Marvin, I didn't uh, know Marvin uh, Harrison and Donovan McNabb. Yeah, man, that's some big Syracuse yeah, guys. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I was, I was more of a uh, what's that uh, gentleman's name? The quarterback for Nebraska, Tommy. Oh my gosh. Oh, Tommy Frazier. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was a beast. He was. A, I was. I was a big fan of him before I even like really got into uh, Syracuse. So no, I, I just went to one to go with me, fam. That's how I was in Newark. <laughs> well, you yeah, picked Minnesota like, from, from Newark. You came up to Minnesota, uh, became a DN opposite Karan Riley. Uh, you two both had uh, illustrious careers. Uh, some of the biggest games uh, you've been a part of, Penn State, Ohio State, beat Wisconsin for the last game. By the way, people, yes, we get, we still have the Axe now. Uh, got the Axe T-shirts. Uh, and so when you think about that, man, like when you go back to your college days at Minnesota, uh, other than like, you know, having a locker not too far from mine, because uh, you were kind of kitty, you're on that weird corner, and then three was down the way, so I could always see you doing something. Was, well, well, I was at where all the cool kids was at. The cool kids was all over. You were over there with the weirdos that walked around butt naked for no reason sometimes just to get your ankles taped. Like, I've never seen a grown man get their ankles taped butt naked. Like, what is wrong with y'all linebackers and DN? I ain't got to do with that. I was Listen, what did Roe do to Romans do? I, I remember times when we were in Minnesota. Let me tell you, <laughs> watching watching you play was awesome. Like watching you did. I remember was that one game with Nate Clements? Uh, you Ohio you, State, you yeah. like mossed him like thirteen times. I was like, yo, bro, I gotta go first. I think I shafted. I'm gonna be honest with you. I felt like you you was like the best, one of the best wide receivers, and so much the best. You took my friend aside, but that's a whole nother story. You know what I mean? Y'all? <laughs> <laughs> I might have been a little envious on that, but uh, no, seriously, you yo, you were a beast. I remember great times when, when uh, when Coach wouldn't like for whatever reason it was like, oh, well, you know, we got to stay away from yada yada. And I, I, I don't know what you said to him. All I know is they kept going to you, and you never disappointed. And I was I, I wasn't all you, you honestly. Perfectly honest with you, and I, and I don't think 
Movie Man College never really gives you your flowers, but I, I remember those. I re- Listen, I remember you, <laughs> when you bought Snake Clips like 13th. Yo, I remember that. So that was like, I was like, yo, this dude is, is unbelievable. But, well, you know what I mean? Like appreciate. I said, I felt like you were, you were one of the better wide receivers in the country at that time. At, at least, at least like, you know, top five. That's me. I'm top five. You know, I do the top five. Well, appreciate you don't get a haircut. Well, I, I, I anyway. always told you and Karan, I always told you and Karan how good you were, but you know, like I got a chance to see it personally. One in the Arena League, we were teammates with the Orlando, Orlando Predators, and then you went on to mm-hmm. the Bucks. Uh, I ended up going on a coach with Tony Dungy and the coach. Uh, by the way, we were roommates for like I think a weekend or a week. I was so happy when they found me a new place to live. I want to tell y'all people, <laughs> Styles G White is definitely a person that needs to live by himself. Like him and roommates, like. This dude doesn't change who he is or what he likes to do for nobody. Like he don't care who's living with him. Who like I was like they they bought me in. I came in like that first night. They're like, oh, we'll just put you with Styles uh, till we can find you a, a, a condo. And so I'm like, cool. I think I was in there for like three days. They they called me like, hey, yeah. we found you a spot. I'm like, thank God, because this dude got clothes everywhere. Like. He just walk around in cereal, like with his shirt off, like man. I, first off, I'm I'm not a dirty dude. I'm a messy dude. It's different. Like I got clothes everywhere. <laughs> Even right now, I got clothes everywhere. My house smells nice, but I just got clothes everywhere. Just you know, are you know how you go from like candles? You said what? What you say? I said we know you go light some candles. No, come on. Listen, I, I, was, I was young. I was young. I'm a little better now. You come visit right now, you'll be like, yo, you know, you got it together. I, I don't. Okay. Listen, I, I still, I, I do all right. I do all right. Like, you know, I'm looking around right now. It's still a little messy, but it's clean. It's clean, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> when you look back at your college days, man, think about the games. Uh, what were some of your favorite moments as a gopher? That's <sighs> favorite moments. I, I would say I would tell you the, the Pitt State game uh, when we beat when they had Lamar Arrington and all the boys. That was a crazy game, yeah. and I think when we knocked off Ohio State, well, we beat Pitt State and Pitt State, and then Ohio State in Ohio State when they were like third in the nation or something like that. Yeah, so those are probably my best times playing. But I honestly feel like off the field I had a blast, like uh, just hanging out with y'all, running around uh, when I had my. My boom box. Remember, I had my boom box on the uh, bike. Oh yeah, they <laughs> surround around. Uh, so I mean, I had a great time. Well, off the field, uh, um, which y'all didn't, but on the field, not because of it's just you know how we were. Remember, Joe? Do you remember yeah. when we used to have get up early in the morning for uh, off season workouts? Oh yeah, mat drill. Because your oh, man, because yeah. your man's had to. Uh, <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, that was horrible. That wasn't a good time for me. I hated that. It was the worst. But it, it, I mean, it was just the dedication that we had, though. I mean, it had to be like 99, 100% turnout, though. The people weren't late. Oh, yeah. We had to get up oh, at yeah. 5 o'clock in the morning. Was that 5, five o'clock? o'clock in the morning? You had to, yeah, yeah. 5 Man. o'clock in the morning, wake up. You had to be on the mm-hmm. turf dressed by 5.45. If you weren't on the turf dressed by 5.45, you were late and you had to roll or run or get on the tread yeah. or the Stairmaster until he told you to stop. And I'll never forget, <sighs> like, I think we were probably freshmen or sophomores. And everybody woke up at the same time. It was like the Walking Dead walking through Deking Town. Yeah. Because it was like all you just like 45 of us just walking, not talking to each other, sweatsuits on. Because we're like, we ain't changing. Yep. We just going to go no. in right where we got to wear. Go in. Yep. You throw your coats on the ground. Lay on the turf. 
and everybody just laying there waiting for Glenn Mason to get in there and blow the whistle to get started. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely, I yeah. definitely remember those days. And it was the whole like, hey, if I'm not up, knock on my door. Like we were accountable for each <laughs> other because we wanted to make yep. sure. But I don't know if you remember this one. I'll never forget Ryan Keller. He lived downtown, and so he was late, and his car wouldn't start or something. This dude rollerbladed from downtown no, to Matt Drills. No. Yeah, you probably because you weren't a receiver, so the receivers we knew because you know, yeah, like, you gotta, okay, we got to get with your group. Yeah, yeah. So we're with okay. our group over yeah. there, and we look and we like, man, oh Keller not here, we gonna be in trouble. We see this dude come hauling ass through the doors in rollerblades. He did first drill with rollerblades on. No, I don't see. I don't. Wow. Try to take, he was see? trying to take his rollerblades off, so he he got his rollerblades off, and then he started doing it barefoot. And then one of the trainers, when he got his cleat or his uh, turf shoes for him, but oh yeah, yeah. now I, like Luke Leverson to this day tells that story. Like man, Ryan Keller almost got us in trouble, but he came like he dove in there at the whistle with rollerblades on. We were dying laughing, but you know I'm gonna tell the story about you though. So. If you think about bowl games, you think about all the stuff because the Gophers are going to the bowl games. And it's not a bad one, man. It's not a bad one. We were playing down in Miami. So I know you're a Florida guy now. We were playing down in Miami against NC State, uh, killing NC State at the half. And then you and Karan, Karan sitting up there on his two-way, talking about he's texting his agent. You over there, like, looking for hot dogs and food. Like, we got this game on lock. And then Phillip Rivers, y'all put Phillip Rivers in the first round. Phillip Rivers and Corn Robinson come out in the second half yeah. and absolutely yeah. torch us. But I'll never, I'll never forget this though. Through it all, y'all still like you still would come off with jokes like, "Hey, he's just better than we thought he was." Because <laughs> like, we're all sitting up there like, man, because Phillip Rivers, nobody knew who he was, and then y'all still no, like, that's we laughed. That's, and that's that, yes. That part, yo, I literally, and I said that to myself. I was like, yo, we played against Phillip Rivers in the NC State. I remember that. I was like, I don't remember him being that good. I do remember him at the end, though. They, they gave it to him. I don't, like, it was crazy because I never heard anything about him. Remember, like, I don't I don't remember him yeah. at all. And no, college was not talking is, about him then. That year he was not being talking no, about him. No, which is crazy. Like, I, I don't, well, I mean, he had, a, he had an amazing career. Uh, which is which is funny when you say like uh, we went in and blah blah blah. So I, I tell you a story in arena. So we play arena ball, and uh, one of the guys came up to it like like after we finished playing, and he said he told me something similar to that. He was like, uh, he's like, yo, you was on one. I think that was the year that I like, had a really good year as defense player of the year or whatever. And he was like, yo, you literally lined up against me, and be like, yo, what what does it do afterwards? <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, what? He like in the middle of the game. I'm like, yo, what's, where we at later? <laughs> he was like, what? What are, we, what are you talking about? We had rid of the game. Dude, I don't know, man. I'll be zoned out. I'll be trying to have a good time, man. I'll be trying to have a good time. So. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. You know, I, I can see you asking where the party at in the middle of the game. Like, yeah, for real. And that was one thing people didn't think about. Oh, reason. We, didn't, we didn't fly out after the game. We stayed Ooh. and then flew out the next morning. So then whatever city we played in, we got to hang out, go party, go, go kick it with guys we knew. So, uh, yeah, Arena yes. Man was a lot different than the, uh, the NFL. But here's what I'll ask you, though. No, so when you listen. think about your okay. time your time with the Vikings, because you played for the Vikings, you're also a newer yeah, guy. Uh, you played for, right. play for the Buccaneers as well. Uh, when you think Ooh. about today's NFL and, like, Twitter and all this stuff, okay. um, where do you think Styles G. White would fall with some of the sacks, some of the things you did with, with the Twitter age? 
First, I probably get fined a lot. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, secondly, with the Twitter where I be at right now, I mean, you can't even hit the quarterbacks these days. I don't even. This game wasn't like when we played, man. You you know when we played, I was just out of the era where where quarterbacks could get hit anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, you just tough it out. It was like Drew Brees. I mean, you can hit the boys anywhere, and they took it and they. they Get back up and throw for four hundred yards. Now it's just it's all about the it's all about the offense, all about the longevity of the play. And I get it, like I understand. But back in the day when we played, bro, like we like I said, we was just right out of that era era where like almost anything goes. Oh, crackback blocks was huge back in the day. Remember those? You yeah, hey, keep your hand on the swivel. Ain't hey, none of that no Can't more. Can't do it no more. No, it's, it's, and so, it's and for so me. No, and looking at that, yeah, it's not the same. Uh, quarterbacks are different. But even from a defensive scheme, teams change within a year. You were a true defensive end, but as you brought up off off camera with Matt, our our, uh, our producer back there, you play linebacker. So if you look at Zadarius Smith, because he's with the Vikings, you look at Daniil Hunter, mm-hmm. who's a true DN, he had to right. move to outside linebacker and play the 3-4 yes. linebacker. where He's rushing like mm-hmm. T.J. Watt, but – but as a DN, how hard is that transition going from like a true DN to somebody saying, hey, we need you to stand up and rush the quarterback, but also drop in the flat? Well, I, I think it's an, uh, I actually played like when I got drafted with the uh, Texans, I was, we was in the 3-4. Mm-hmm. I actually like it a lot better because if you're, if you're a versatile, and I don't even think I'm athletic, right? So if you're a versatile <laughs> DN, I think the 3-4 it's awesome. I get to drop a coverage. Mm-hmm. You get to play a little man on man. I, I personally would love. I would relish the idea of playing a, a, a three four because of that reason. You know what I mean? They gotta. You gotta be smart too. I remember when uh when we first started off playing um uh, the three four. I had no idea because I was so used to playing a true DN position. Right. I didn't understand that you know that you can drop just like. Any, you know, any of your other linebackers and when to drop, when it's more, it's more attention to detail. I think the yeah. three, four defense gives you, and besides, did, uh, Lawrence Taylor played the three, four defense. So, you know, you know, who didn't want to be outside linebacker? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. that was what it is. Right. But I think now the more three, four defense is allows the DN to be athletic, more athletic and show how smart he can be dropping in coverages and understanding uh, coverage concepts. Yeah, and if you think about that, you were athletic, man. I've never seen a, a 270 pound guy do backflips in front of school, uh, in between classes in the middle of the street versus a receiver. Uh, that happened, people. Like, we stopped traffic, and him and Jermaine Mays were doing backflips in the street. The school bus couldn't go by. Like, I mean, it was it was like high school, but we were college freshmen. But uh, when you look at Glenn Mason, you, you played under Glenn Mason. Uh, yeah. What did Glenn Basin do for you as a human being and as a man, you know, going from 18 to 22, you know, what, what do you remember about Glenn Mason? Um, I had um, first, you know, first off, shout out to Glenn Mason because he's from Jersey. <laughs> Let's go, Jersey. Anyways, uh, uh, we had a conversation. Um, uh, he didn't say much to me, um, but just one time, when I get, like I told you, when I moved from ADN to linebacker, um, I think we played in Miami of Ohio. So they set me out the first like quarter or whatever for different reasons. And I made a couple of plays and he came up to me and he was just like, you're like, this is like, why? He was like, this is what you are. He's like, this is what you do. Some to that conversation about me making plays. 
And it was mm-hmm. it was very humbling to to understand, or maybe it was in the heat of the moment that he believed in me, even though I, I, I you know, back then, you know, man, I was young, I was just I was going with the flow, whatever. And you know, he just sat by me, talked to me, and when he came to me after not after the game, during the game, he was like, "Yo," and he said, "Yo," but he was like, "You know, get it, <laughs> you know, this is what you do. You gotta stay focused. You could have been out there, yada yada. You're a great player." And then I had a couple of conversations with him afterwards as things was turning down. He was very patient with me and trying to help me understand the process and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. you know, Coach Mason was Coach Mason's a good dude, man. I appreciate him inviting me over for dinner one time. That was nice. That was to chill with the family. So, yeah, he, he didn't have to. So it was awesome. Yeah, because he's never yeah, invited so. me over for dinner. So you, you got that on me because I've, I've asked him <laughs> numerous times. He came on my show. Uh, still haven't got the invite to dinner. So I don't, I don't know what, what I got. Right, you know, I, mean, I, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for me, nah, you know, was, I mean, you you and Karan, you and Karan helped. But if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't have gotten an interview at Ohio State. Like, we beat Ohio State because of I, us. And then he gets the interview at Ohio I, State. Like, that's. I think that's that kind of hurt me, too. That left a bad taste in my mouth. You remember that? He tried to uh, go ahead. Yeah. I get it. Like, back then. Back then, I didn't get it, but I, I got it. I understood. I was like, ah, he traded up on us. And, you know, like, why would he do that? And I remember, right. you, I think you were there. And uh, he had us in the uh, the auditorium or whatever, and he talking to us in the team room. And he was like, if, you know, if y'all want me to step down, I step down. You know, I understand this is my second. Remember, it was the second time going out there. Yeah, yeah. And we just kind of, uh, we all, we all just, Nobody said anything, and then Jimmy Henry stood up and was like, come on, man, it ain't like that. We all just started laughing. Boy, we needed that one because I didn't know what to say. I was like, I don't know, maybe you should. I, like, I was on the wall. I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. I'm so glad Jimmy Henry said that. I was like, come on, coach, it ain't that serious like that. And then, you know, we went from there. Mark Snyder was dope, too. Got to give a shout-out to Mark Snyder, uh, DN coach. I'm he glad you brought that up, too, because I I remember that. I remember that happening with Glenn Mason, and a lot of people don't. Uh, so I'm glad you brought that up because yeah we did because we even had a vote he walked he left the room yeah. and we voted yeah. and honestly mm-hmm. as seniors because we were there we were like look we don't care like we was like if he's still <laughs> old, we only got one more year with this dude we were like right, right, right. captains and we were like it's, it's more yeah. up to you freshmen and sophomores because you guys are gonna be here so no I, I definitely remember that but I, I remember Jimmy Henry doing that because I'm like if Jimmy hadn't yeah. done that I don't know which way it would have yeah like, it was I, just, I feel like yeah. Like, because it would have been real awkward if we were all like, all right, we want you to go, coach. And then he just, yeah, go. Like, like, for real. I was like, I, I was on the, like, I ain't know how to feel. I was like, yo, I just, whatever y'all want. He walked back in, like, like man, forget y'all. I can't go anyway. I can't just quit. I got five million <laughs> yeah. on the table. I ain't walking out of here. <laughs> no, it was, it was real. It was real. It was, oh, it was good man. times, man. I had a lot of good times in Minnesota. I went, oh, shoot, I went well, back there. I got there. Styles I on here. Do I got Styles yeah, G White on here? It's Rod Johnson's show. Uh, last one before we get into the daily three, we bring Sam back into the show. Uh, Styles, okay. I'm going to ask you one quick one. PJ Fleck is the current head coach of the Gophers. Uh, what do you think about the culture of the roller boat, which is basically the never give up mentality? It's become a national brand now. Uh, you say roll the boat, everybody knows it's University of Minnesota and PJ Fleck. As an alumni, yep. like, how do you feel about that? I like it. I like I like what he's doing. I like the fact that you know we running back university. Uh, I like all that. I just you know I, I think his energy is great. I like his little swag on the sidelines. Uh, 
just not a big fan of his pass game. <laughs> like I'm just not. You know, be real with you. Like I, I like I like the idea of it. I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. But you know, as a fan, as alumni, as a fan, I'm like, you know, I, you know, he, he culturally very much accepted. I love the energy. I yeah. love his swag on the sideline. The little vest and the tie thing. I like it. You know, the like the the. You know, I'm talking about the quarters. Whatever you call that shirt, what's it called? The quarters. Quarter zip. zip. Yeah. See, yeah. See, I don't know what that is. I'm Florida. I'm in Florida. I got flip flops. I don't do flip flops, but Crocs. Anyways, yeah, he, he's doing a great. He's doing. He's doing a great job, man. I, I like it. I just, I just, you know, I understand that we, 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 we pump out running backs like crazy here. I, I would right. like to see our air game become a little bit more respected than anything. You know, see that has fun with it. Got you. Well, remember, people, if you want endless Vikings talk, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube, where you can find all of our videos, all of our shows, instant podcasts after every game, and the Vikings press conferences delivering all the biggest news. Like our videos, leave your comments in the section below, and let us know what you think. Got a big game coming up. You got Vikings, Giants, white out, as I predicted. The the Vikings are going to wear their white uniforms. I got my white outfit from the vikings for our pregame show on saturday so i'm looking forward to throwing that on and maybe doing a little TikTok with it i don't know what i'm gonna do people but it's snowing and it's gonna be snowing in the stadium and we also have a word from our sponsors make sure to check out locked on sports today the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less plus instant reactions game recaps and locked on's take of the day Locked on Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. This Locked on Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, plenty of college football talk with Ron. I've got some NFL questions for you, Styles. I'm going to ask the question. You and Ron can split the time and answer it. Uh, my first one is about officials. There were a lot of questionable calls this past weekend in the NFL that definitely affected some games. Um, and a lot of people are saying, well, you got to make the refs full-time. They're part-time employees. Make them full-time. Does the NFL have an officiating problem? We're going to go there. Ron, do you want to kick it off? And then uh, we'll give Styles a chance to, to have a, an answer as well. Sure. So when you look at the NFL, uh, and I'm going to go with specifically the game that affected us most and the game people keep. Uh, I keep seeing tweets. Brian Asamoah tweeted out, uh, Chandon Sullivan. I tweeted it out first, and then Chandon Sullivan uh, got with it too because I said early because he couldn't tweet because he's playing. Um, so I, I, I only reason I beat him to the tweet is because he was in the game. And I just Ooh. tweeted that the NFL officials owe Chandon Sullivan two game balls and an apology. 
Brian Osamoa's hit on Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman was not going down. He was actually heading forward and pulling away. And so then Brian Osamoa hits him, ball comes out, Chandler Sullivan scoops and scores. Refs say they blew the whistle. Next one, running back clearly fumbles in the pile. Ball hits the ground. Refs can't see it. They just blow the whistle, which I don't know why, because nobody's touching the running back. So if you, his momentum isn't stopped, he's in a scrum with his own offensive alignment, so he can do that. He's not down. Um, I know offensive linemen aren't allowed to push the running back forward. They were not doing that. Ball's on the ground, though, so he doesn't even have the ball. He's looking for it. Shannon Sullivan, again, scoops it, scores. They said they blew the whistle in the scrum. They go back to the replay. Oh, it is a fumble. We'll give it to the Vikings because there was a clear recovery but it's not a touchdown. Those two times, horrible officiating. And, and when you think about that, that's things that can ruin games. That could have ruined the greatest comeback in NFL history. It didn't. Uh, but we saw other whistles from Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They had one that should have been blown. It wasn't. So it, it's it's just it's one of those things where these refs aren't all on the same page and getting it right. So they got to change that. Mm -hmm. Styles? I would agree. I saw both of those games. Uh Oh, I saw the Coast game with the uh, Minnesota Coast game, and I, I mean, you're right. And the, another one was the Washington game where the wide receiver, I uh, forget his name, literally asked the uh, the uh, the ref, was he on the line? Gave him a thumbs yeah. up and everything. And then threw the flag on him after they scored a touchdown, which was huge. That was a huge game. That was huge. Like, how do you tell him, okay, they say he was all sides, when they go in to score, they end up not scoring, whatever, you know, obviously the Giants won the game. It's it's not it's it's unbelievable. It's egregious. It's to a point where it's egregious to to the point with the Minnesota game. I watched that game and I was like, how did he? How do you call it? How do you, it was he was it was so much of a fumble. And I saw uh, uh, the guy named I apologize running back for a test center. And what bothers me the most about it is like the refs are held accountable. That's the part that bothers me the most because they make excuses for them. well, you know, because of this. This happened. I'm like, yo, that's that's trash. That's trash. They really need to hold these uh, officials accountable. The the half a year, whole year, no. Like they need. I don't care about that. They need to hold them accountable because they're not. They're not. They're not performing well. And they, they're just like they hold us as athletes not accountable for not making plays or or not doing what we're supposed to do. They should be the same. Suspend them. That's what I say. You know, take games away from them. I mean, come on. So, it got to be better, better reference than it is right now. It's causing games outcomes for the most part. So that's my yeah take. for sure. And then the the Raiders game too. Guy got credited for a touchdown when it looked like his foot was on the line. So a lot of big calls in big spots of games. Uh, Styles, you played for the Bucks for a long time. You're down in Florida. I want to ask you a Bucks question. Yeah. Do the Buccaneers okay. have a chance to win a playoff game despite their struggles this season? I believe they do, and I don't think it's because of Tom Brady. I think it's because the defense comes out and play and puts Tom Brady in a better position so he can win games. I don't think it would be because of him. I do know they they have the better chance with Tom Brady as the quarterback. Obviously, you're not going to bench Tom Brady. So with Tom Brady and I believe the defense, because the offense is, uh, is not clicking at all, 32nd in the league and rushing, um, if first comes to play, put them in better positions, and I think that they could at least win one playoff game. If at this point, I don't even know they're gonna go to be honest, because the way that they're playing right now with the Cincinnati last, what happened with Cincinnati was that was terrible. 
So this is what this is what I'll say about that question, Sam. So when you when you think about the uh, the Bucks, can they win a playoff game? Well, it all depends on what seed they get. This is the curse that they have in, in the playoffs, and I bet they'd be begging right now for a change. The fact that they're going to win the NFC South possibly with with three games to go, they're six and eight. Every other team, which I've never seen this in my life, are five and nine. So anybody right now can make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Anybody in yep. that division can make the playoffs because they're all five and nine. Somebody's going to have to win because they have to play each other. So then they'll get six. They'll get six wins. They'll be tied with the Bucs. Uh, the Bucs lose. I mean, there's so many different situations that can happen right now with five-win team and a six-win team trying to get in the playoffs. Here's the problem. I don't think they can win a playoff game because they're going to have to play the five seed. And they're going to have to go play a really, really good Cowboys, because I think, what, two plays seven, three plays six, four, four plays five. So they're going to have to go mm-hmm. play the Cowboys. I don't think they can but win. They play, like, they can't win a playoff they play, game. But they play the Cowboys at home. Yeah, and the Remember, Cowboys they, play indoors, they too. NFC, so so the, Cowboys go, the Cowboys go to the Bucks though. A little home field hey, advantage? No, I'm not going to lie to you. Interceptions travel. Interceptions travel. Yeah. Defense, you know this. Defense yeah. travels. You look at Micah Parsons. Yeah. You look at Demarcus Lawrence, and you look at that little kid named Trayvon Diggs. I met Trayvon Diggs when he was in college because his brother was a Minnesota Viking. I got the video on my phone. I have not posted it. I'm going to post it eventually because now it actually came true that the guy is good. But I have a video with me and Trayvon on the sideline. He's in college, so he's not, you know, he's willing to just do any interview because he's he's a young college kid. And I'm like, and I got oh, my phone out, selfie style. So right. Selfie style. We're just talking. I'm like, hey, man, you see your brother? And Stefan had walked over. So I'm like, you see your brother right here, man? I'm like, hey. Do you think you could cover this guy? And do you think you'll be a great, you know, DB? And, 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 you know, he with confidence, he's like, oh, yeah, any day. I'll cover my brother any day, anytime, anywhere. And so Trayvon Diggs is now showing. And he's like, I can cover most receivers in the NFL because my brother's one of the best. And so, and he's true. It's true. And so that's what I look at with, with Mike Evans. Trayvon Diggs, Mike Evans, that would be a great matchup. But you got size on size. You got a 6'2 DB on a 6'3 receiver. And so, and what he does best is he goes and attacks the ball with his hands as well. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. if you get after him with Michael Parsons, they have the most sacks in NFL history in like 10 games. They can get Tom Brady off his off his steps because he can't run anymore. So, yeah, I, I don't think they can win a playoff game. He can't read. Tom Brady never can run. What you talking about? He can't run no more. <laughs> Which I wonder what the, the Cowboys are favored by say. on the road. 10-point favorites on the road. That's going to be a crazy right. I think they'll, be, they'll probably yeah. be eight-point favorites. Mm. Yeah. Last one. Uh, if we can agree that the NFC South is the worst division in football, Styles, what is the best division in football? What do you think? Uh, it'll be an NFC. Uh, it'll probably be the, what's the, uh, the East. Is that the Giants, yep. Cowboys? Yep. Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, they are what they are. They record, they're, they're, they're in a very challenging uh, division. And, um, I'm just slang, saying, you know, don't sleep on AFC uh, North with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and uh, uh, Baltimore Rams with Lamar Jackson back. So, I mean, you know, but pound for pound, I mean, you know, I, I believe the NFC East is probably the best division, you know, slightly. Yeah, I was going to say, statistically, I'm going to have to go with the Giants, you know, when you look at that group, you got the the Cowboys, the Giants, 
the Washington Commanders, who probably like have a chance to be in the playoffs as well. Yeah. Uh, things hold up the way they are. I mean, because right now they're the seventh seed, Giants are sixth seed, and then you look up, you got the Cowboys, the fifth seed, and you got the Eagles, the number one seed and the number one team in the NFL at thirteen and one. You gotta go with the NFC East. You have to like because the AFC East, you just got the Bills. The AFC West, you just got the Chiefs. The AFC North, you just got the Bengals. And the AFC South, you just have the Titans. The other guys in that group, like the Dolphins, haven't really done much. The Chargers, they're middle of the road. The Ravens, middle of the road, and then they're falling because of Lamar Jackson not being in there. Patriots, yeah. not even in the playoffs, not having a great year. The Jets, they don't even know who the quarterback is. The Jags, they suck. The Raiders, they don't know what they're doing. The Browns, I know that's your team styles, but they're trash. Kevin Stefanski, love them, but they are not good. Uh, the Steelers, not doing well with Mike Tomlin. So it, it's tough. And then, of course, we already know the Falcons, Saints, and Panthers are terrible. The Packers and Lions, or well, the Lions are doing better. Let's go there. The Packers the Lions are, doing are good. Yeah. But the Bears suck. So, yeah, you got to go You got to go with the NFC East right now. They, they're showing, and which is crazy, though, because they went from the worst to first like they were the trash bunnies last year and everybody was saying they were a dumpster fire and whoever wants to get to the playoffs here so maybe being the worst and then you get high draft picks and you get some offseason trades is the answer maybe that's what the maybe that's what the bucks and everybody's doing now they're like you know what? let's just suck a little bit let's not get a top draft pick you know let's let's go get one of those early draft or sorry let's get let's get a low draft pick let's not get a high seed in the playoffs let's let's go get that early top 15 draft pick let's trade some people in the offseason uh, the no, Bucks' biggest issue, it. though, is going to be quarterback. And that whole division, though, like other than the Giants and the Eagles, uh, I, I don't know if, you know, the Commanders know who their quarterback's going to be. The Bucks don't know who their quarterback's going to be. I mean, the Saints, you got a lot of teams uh, over in the NFC who are going to – the Packers, like it's going to be a quarterback-driven league. The AFC seems like they kind of have their quarterbacks under the wraps right now, what they need. The NFC is struggling with quarterbacks, and I think that's going to be the key long-term with them. But that'll do it for the Ron Johnson show. I want to thank Styles G. White for joining me today. Man, I love him. That's my bro. Uh, you know, from freshmen to seniors, we were together. Styles G. White was one of the reasons we beat Wisconsin our senior year. We stayed up all night before we played Wisconsin and drank and drank and drank. <laughs> and we went out there and whooped Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, a brotherhood yeah. that I'll always appreciate, yeah. man. Love you. Appreciate you. you. People, make sure you check out our Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast on YouTube. Following every Twins, Vikings, Wilder, Wolves game. Our Locked On team hosts are broadcasting live with team insiders. Never miss a podcast by subscribing to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube. And please make sure you download the app, Locked On Sports Minnesota on Amazon uh, Fire and Roku. You can get it right there. See all of our videos, all of our shows. Be safe out there, people, because it's snowing. But thank you and have a great day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast at free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.